This is CX of M Radio, the voice of customer experience professionals. Welcome to Clued In with Lou Carbone, a thought-provoking opportunity to expand your perspectives and advance the impact you can make in the CX, EX, and patient experience space. Lou's undeniable combination of the depth of experience and knowledge in this space is unparalleled. As a driver inside organizations as well as consulting, Lou offers distinctive thought stimulation, is a dedicated mentor and teacher. Welcome. This is Lou Carbone, and thank you so much for spending time listening to Clued In. I hope you enjoy this episode today. Runaway Train is CX in a rut. We definitely live in an experience economy today. There are those that would say that experience is nothing new. Morris Holbrook at Columbia University talked about experiences decades ago in terms of people buy products and services for the experiences that they come with. However, the recognition that the world is literally full of experiences, life is full of experiences. We have experiences every day, every second of every day. We have experiences with family, we have experiences with companies, We have experiences with government. We cannot avoid experiences. And years ago, one of the most oft-quoted pieces from articles that I had written and, and things that were done was that you cannot not have an experience. It's a question of how managed or haphazard that experience is. So the argument today, now more than ever, is that we can create greater value exponentially than ever before in history. There is no denial of that. As we move out of the industrial age and into the world of creating economic value experientially, we can see this all around us. The experience economy is about the shift in the creation of economic value. And the use of experiences as economic value was pointed out by Pine and Gilmore in their book, The Experience Economy, and then their article. And what they talked about was experiences being able to lead to the ability to transform. And we can see this transformation all around us as we move into new platforms and in the digital world. Now, what is so discerning and concerning in this space is that there are a million and one, even more people, claiming to be thought leaders. There are even anti-thought leader thought leaders who by fault are attempting to become thought leaders. This is the most crowded space and has become so controversial that there's almost intellectual violence throughout the system. Soon, we'll have more certificates than toilet paper, and we know what we can do with toilet paper. What is so critical is when we look at transformation 
and how certain organizations change the world we live in. Amazon, for example, Zappos, Apple, Microsoft, literally transformed our lives, literally created experiences that bond us to those particular brands and organizations because of the effect that their experience has on how we feel about ourselves, that we feel more productive, that we feel more connected, that we feel more creative, that we feel more supported, that we feel more valuable. I even go back to uh, one of my favorite experiences was with Truford and Hill, a barbershop that I talk about often, which literally is in the Guinness Book of World Records as the first barbershop. And to think the transformation back in those days in terms of creating an experience around a barbershop and being able to go somewhere to have your hair cut. And I think that it is still one of the most distinctive experiences that I have had ever getting haircuts. Uh, I think I talk about my first haircut that I had in Toronto, Canada, and how I went back again and again and actually scheduled haircuts around traveling to Toronto. And it was primarily how they caused me to feel about myself. And I think that when we look at businesses like barbershops and beauty salons, the net effect of what they provide is an experience that causes you to feel differently, to feel confident, to feel well taken care of, to have felt pampered, to feel more confident. So when we look at the world of experience management, and we're beginning to hear about multiple schools and very, very complex thought around experience and experience management. And to me, it's very simple. It falls into two very distinct and extraordinarily succinct categories. The two categories are breakthrough or break fix. So that there are organizations that are working to break through, to create new economic value. That is the essence of being able to distinguish yourself, to break out of the commodity zone and begin to create distinctive economic value that brings with it elasticity in pricing, loyalty, and transformation. The other world is the world of break-fix, which a lot of experience management seems to be focused on. Now, this world of break-fix leads us into traps of thinking that simply fixing those things that are broken will lead to a distinctive experience. What it ends up doing is literally, we may be fixing things that are not important to customers. We may be getting better at doing the wrong things. So that ability to step back and look at how do I break through is critical. But what is common in these two areas is number one, that the interpretation of experiences takes place in our unconscious thought. It is literally the way that we live, the way that we experience every second of every day. 
that there is an unconscious need, an unconscious framing of human needs that are unconsciously at work as we participate, evaluate, and think about experiences. The second element that is common in both of these is that there are functional, humanic, and mechanic clues that are contained in experiences. So what becomes critical is understanding whether we are literally working and creating experiential value by aligning those clues to an emotional end frame, what I call an experience motif, in terms of how the customer, the employee, or whomever desires feeling about themselves in an experience, and how do we begin to create clues that are embedded in the functionality, in the human interaction, and in the mechanics, the physical aspects. And those physical aspects are multi-sensory, and often we overlook the opportunity of thinking about experience design and experience management on a multi-sensory basis. The third element that's common is that bonding to a brand or an experience is an emotional element. And what most organizations will focus on are the intellectual alibis for emotional decisions. The need to really understand those deep unconscious constructs that drive our emotional decisions that we make before we even know we've made a decision and then create an intellectual alibi. I am very concerned about the fragmentation, the intellectual violence, the inability to create simplicity and understanding that there are multiple ways of looking at experience management that fall into two basic categories. What category are you working in? I'd be happy to respond and would love feedback. Please feel free to email me at lcarbone at expeng.com. Thank you so very much for your time today. May all your experiences always be exceptional, memorable, and positive. Wishing you the very best always. This is Luke Harbone saying thank you and good day. Thank you so much for listening to Clued In with Luke Harbone. If the advancement of the practice of experience management's financial and emotional impact drives you, please reach out to Lou on LinkedIn or visit experienceengineering.com or email us at info at expeng.com. Thanks for joining us for this session of CX of M Radio. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit cxofm.org for more resources.